Hey there, Ken folk. This is Uncle Maduro. Look, if y'all been enjoying these little pie talks here I'll be giving, then won't y'all consider buying old Uncle Maduro a cigar? You can go right there to my little wave page there and donate. Donate to Uncle Maduro just for the price of one cigar. And man, let me tell you, I keep on doing these little talks here that I be giving. So now that I've done harassing y'all like a cigar at the beach, let's get back to the talk. All right now. How y'all doing there? So I'd like to thank y'all for stopping by to have a cigar with Uncle Maduro. Man, look at here. Now y'all know before we get started, all they tell y'all what I'm smoking on. And this morning here, man, actually this morning is about 9.30, 8 a.m. Make that something, 9.30, 8 a.m. on a beautiful Wednesday. Out here sitting on my front garret in my rocking chair. Look at here, y'all. Tell y'all what I'm smoking on here. I'm smoking on a, a Don Pepin Garcia Blue. Ooh, doggy, let me tell y'all something. This is the first time here I'm trying to stick here. And get this, this is a full-body cigar. Now, y'all know I'm kind of graduating in this cigar game. Because let me tell you something, I'm getting to the point where I can smoke this full-body cigar and taste it really pretty good here. Mm-mm-mm. Don Pepin Garcia Blue. Really, really good stick here. I'm really enjoying it. And I'm tasting some of these notes in here, too. Now, I'm not one of cigar aficionado person who can... Tell y'all they got coconut in it and spices and salt and earthy and all that kind of stuff. But I've tasted some pretty good little notes here to my senses. Now, y'all knows I'm usually a medium to full body cigar smoker. Most closely on the medium side. But I'm trying this Don Pepin Garcia Blue and it's pretty good. Now, this ain't something that I smoke too often because it's full body. But I'm enjoying it right now. You know, I may need to put it down, you know, for a few and let it breathe before I pick it back up again. But so far, so good. <laughs> let me tell y'all something. You ever get to your local cigar spot? Y'all pick, check it out for yourself. See if they got this Don Pepin Garcia Blue. Check it out for yourself. If they got this stick, I recommend trying it. I mean, I, now that's like I say again, that's more so if you are a full body cigar smoker. If you're not a full body cigar smoker, then I advise you, you know, you ain't ready for this thing here yet. But it's a really good stick. And also, how y'all doing today? And, and also, if you want to put some, just grab a few of them and put it in your humidor. Let it age a little bit until you age a little bit into this much cigar game. Take it out and try it again. Because I'm finding a lot of these cigars here, especially if you buy a cheap, consider a cheap cigar. Throw it in humidor for about a year or two and then take it off. And you'll know when it's aged because inside the wrapper will be brown. Now, I'm going to be talking to y'all like I'm a fish. Y'all like I don't know what I'm talking about. But see, this is just something that I learned over the over the years. I've been smoking these things here. Plus, our good friend John, you know, John knows all about these cigars. I get some good lessons from him, you know. So, I'm not no brainiac in this thing. I'm just regurgitating some little things I didn't hurt myself. <laughs> all right. But y'all pick this thing up. Try it for yourself. Don Pippin Garcia Blue. Like I say, it's a full body cigar. And it's I, I I think it's a pretty good look. I think it's a pretty good stick. But I I'm gonna, you know, like that boy uh LaVar Ball say, I'ma stay in my lane though. <laughs> and stick to my muscle on the, you know, close to the medium side. Good stick here. But look here, I gotta talk here for y'all. Man, I'm sitting out here, man, 938. In my rocking chair on my front garret in the morning time on Thursday morning. It's beautiful. Man, I be wondering how them folks up north doing it. This is March. Ain't that something? 
this is March, and I'm on the front gate like this. And I know my mom and folks up there in Michigan, everywhere freezing their tails off up there. <laughs> but y'all stay up there. We don't want no northern down here in Florida. You got enough of you northerns coming over here bringing them liberal ideals. <laughs> but look at that tough, y'all. Today, we're going to take a look at bed bugs. Woo-wee. Boy, them some flat-bellied, blood-sucking little devils there. Now, I got some first-hand experience with, with bed bugs. I got a whole story I'm going to tell y'all about these bed bugs thing. But before I do that, what we're going to do is, we're going to take a listen to this. We're going to learn about bed bugs. What, what is them little flat-bellied, blood-suckers is? Where they come from? How can we get rid of them things? We're going to learn a little something first, then I'm going to come back on the flip side, and we're going to talk about this thing. I'm going to tell y'all some my first-hand experience dealing with these flat-bellied blood suckers. <laughs> right? So look at, while y'all take a listen to this, I'm going to sit back with my Don Pepin Garcia Blue. I'm going to puff up on this full-body cigar, but I ain't going to puff too hard. Then I'm going to come back on the flip side, and I'm going to tell y'all some things about these little flat-bellied blood suckers. Bed bugs. All right, now. Catch up with y'all on the flip side. Let's take a look at bed bugs. Bed bugs are insects from the genus Cymex that feed on human blood, usually at night. Their bites can result in a number of health impacts including skin rashes, psychological effects, and allergic symptoms. Bed bug bites may lead to skin changes ranging from small areas of redness to prominent blisters. Symptoms may take between minutes to days to appear and itchiness is generally present. Some individuals may feel tired or have a fever. Typically, uncovered areas of the body are affected. Their bites are not known to transmit any infectious disease. Complications may rarely include areas of dead skin or vasculitis. Bed bug bites are caused primarily by two species of insects, Cymex lectularius, the common bed bug, and Cymex hemipterus, found primarily in the tropics. Their size ranges between 1 and 7 millimeters. They spread by crawling between nearby locations or by being carried within personal items. Infestation is rarely due to a lack of hygiene but is more common in high-density areas. Diagnosis involves both finding the bugs and the occurrence of compatible symptoms. Bed bugs spend much of their time in dark, hidden locations like mattress seams, or cracks in a wall. Treatment is directed towards the symptoms. Eliminating bed bugs from the home is often difficult, partly because bed bugs can survive up to 70 days without feeding. Repeated treatments of a home may be required. These treatments may include heating the room to 50 degrees Celsius 122 degrees Fahrenheit for more than 90 minutes, frequent vacuuming, washing clothing at high temperatures, and the use of various pesticides. Bed bugs occur in all regions of the globe. Infestations are relatively common, following an increase since the 1990s. The exact causes of this increase are unclear, theories including increased human travel, more frequent exchange of second-hand furnishings, a greater focus on control of other pests, and increasing resistance to pesticides. Bed bugs have been known human parasites for thousands of years. Bed bug bites skin. The most common skin findings associated with bed bugs are pruritic, maculopopular, erythematous lesions. Each lesion is about 2 to 5 millimeters but may be as large as 2 centimeters in diameter and there may or may not be the presence of a central punctum. Bites are usually present on areas of exposed skin, especially exposed areas not covered by sheets or blankets such as arms, legs, feet, face or neck. Individual responses to bites vary, ranging from no visible effect, in about 20 to 70%, to small flat, macular, spots, to the formation of prominent blisters, wheels and bully, along with intense itching that may last several days. Vesicles and nodules may also form. 
The lesions due to bites may become secondarily infected due to scratching but systemic effects from bed bug bites are very rare. A central spot of bleeding may also occur due to the release of blood thinning substances in the bug saliva. Symptoms may not appear until some days after the bites have occurred. Reactions often become brisker after multiple bites due to possible sensitization to the salivary proteins of the bed bug. Numerous bites may lead to a red rash or hives. Psychological. Serious infestations and chronic attacks can cause anxiety, stress, and sleep difficulties. Development of refractory delusional parasitosis is possible, as a person develops an overwhelming obsession with bed bugs. Other. A number of other symptoms may occur from either the bite of the bed bugs or from their exposure. Serious allergic reactions including anaphylaxis from the injection of serum and other nonspecific proteins have been rarely documented. Due to each bite taking a tiny amount of blood, chronic or severe infestation may lead to anemia. Bacterial skin infection may occur due to skin breakdown from scratching. Systemic poisoning may occur if the bites are numerous. Exposure to bed bugs may trigger an asthma attack via the effects of airborne allergens although evidence of this association is limited. There is no evidence that bed bugs transmit infectious diseases even though they appear physically capable of carrying pathogens and this possibility has been investigated. The bite itself may be painful thus resulting in poor sleep and worse work performance. Similar to humans, pets can also be bitten by bed bugs. The signs left by the bites are the same as in the case of people and cause identical symptoms, skin irritation, scratching etc. An adult bed bug is about 4 to 5 millimeters long. Bed bug infestations are primarily the result of two species of insects from genus Cymex, Cymex lectularius, the common bed bug, and Cymex hemipterus, the tropical bed bug. Three, these insects feed exclusively on blood and, at any stage of development, may survive up to 70 days without feeding. Eight adult Cymex are light brown to reddish brown, flat, oval, and have no hind wings. The front wings are vestigial and reduced to pad like structures. Adults grow to 4 to 5 millimeters. 0.16 to 0.20 in, long and 1.5 to 3 millimeters, 0.059 to 0.118 in, wide. Female common bed bugs can lay 1 to 10 eggs per day and 200 to 500 eggs in their lifetime, whereas female tropical bed bugs can lay about 50 eggs in their lifetime. Bed bugs have five immature nymph life stages and a final sexually mature adult stage. Bed bugs need at least one blood meal in order to advance to the next stage of development. They shed their skins through ectysis at each stage, discarding their outer exoskeleton. Newly hatched nymphs are translucent, lighter in color, and become browner as they molt and reach maturity. Bed bugs may be mistaken for other insects, such as book lice, small cockroaches, or carpet beetles, however, when warm and active, their movements are more ant-like, and like most other true bugs, they emit a characteristic disagreeable odor when crushed. Bed bugs are obligatory bloodsuckers. They have mouth parts that saw through the skin and inject saliva with anticoagulants and painkillers. Sensitivity of humans varies from extreme allergic reaction to no reaction at all, about 20%. The bite usually produces a swelling with no red spot, but when many bugs feed on a small area, reddish spots may appear after the swelling subsides. Bed bugs prefer exposed skin, preferably the face, neck, and arms of a sleeping person. Bed bugs are attracted to their hosts primarily by carbon dioxide, secondarily by warmth, and also by certain chemicals. Cymex lectularius feeds only every five to seven days, which suggests that it does not spend the majority of its life searching for a host. When a bed bug is starved, it leaves its shelter and searches for a host. It returns to its shelter after successful feeding or if it encounters exposure to light. 
Cymex lectolarius aggregate under all life stages and mating conditions. Bed bugs may choose to aggregate because of predation, resistance to desiccation, and more opportunities to find a mate. Airborne pheromones are responsible for aggregations. Spread. Infestation is rarely caused by a lack of hygiene. Transfer to new places is usually in the personal items of the human they feed upon. Dwellings can become infested with bed bugs in a variety of ways, such as Bugs and eggs inadvertently brought in from other infested dwellings on a visiting person's clothing or luggage. Infested items, such as furniture especially beds or couches, clothing, or backpacks, brought into a home or business. Proximity of infested dwellings or items, if easy routes are available for travel, e.g. through ducts or false ceilings. Wild animals, such as bats or birds, that may also harbor bed bugs or related species such as the bat bug. People visiting an infested area, e.g. dwelling, means of transport, entertainment venue, or lodging, and carrying the bugs to another area on their clothing, luggage, or bodies. Bed bugs are increasingly found in air travel. Though bed bugs will opportunistically feed on pets, they do not live or travel on the skin of their hosts, and pets are not believed to be a factor in their spread. Diagnosis a definitive diagnosis of health effects due to bed bugs requires a search for and finding of the insect in the sleeping environment as symptoms are not sufficiently specific. It is difficult to distinguish bed bug bites from other arthropod bites and the linear pattern of bites, known colloquially as breakfast, lunch, and dinner bites, is not specific for bed bugs. If the number in a house is large a pungent sweet odor may be described. There are specially trained dogs that can detect the smell. Detection Bed bugs can exist singly but tend to congregate once established. Although strictly parasitic, they spend only a tiny fraction of their lives physically attached to hosts. Once a bed bug finishes feeding, it follows a chemical trail to return to a nearby harborage, commonly in or near beds or couches, where they live in clusters of adults, juveniles, and eggs. These places may include luggage, vehicles' interiors, furniture, bedside clutter even inside electrical sockets or laptop computers. Bed bugs may also lodge near animals that have nested within a dwelling, such as bats, birds, or rodents. They are also capable of surviving on domestic cats and dogs, though humans are the preferred host of C. lectolarius. Bed bugs can also be detected by their characteristic smell of rotting raspberries. Bed bug detection dogs are trained to pinpoint infestations, with a possible accuracy rate between 11% and 83%. Homemade detectors have been developed. Bed bug detectors, often referred to as monitors or traps, use attractant-based methods such as lactic acid or carbon dioxide, associated with the presence of a human body, or for manis to trap bugs in a container. Bed bug detectors can confirm a bed bug infestation but they are not effective for eradication. Differential diagnosis. Other possible conditions with which these conditions can be confused include scabies, gamase wadosis, allergic reactions, mosquito bites, spider bites, chicken pox and bacterial skin infections. Prevention. To prevent bringing home bed bugs, travelers are advised to take precautions after visiting an infested site, generally, these include checking shoes on leaving the site, changing clothes outside the house before entering, and putting the used clothes in a clothes dryer outside the house. When visiting a new lodging, it is advised to check the bed before taking suitcases into the sleeping area, and putting the suitcase on a raised stand to make bed bugs less likely to crawl in. An extreme measure would be putting the suitcase in the tub. Clothes should be hung up or left in the suitcase, and never left on the floor. Additional preventative measures include sealing cracks and crevices, 
which are often the sites of bed bug harborages, inspecting furniture, and for exposed travelers to decontaminate clothes and luggage upon returning home. Eight, the founder of a company dedicated to bed bug extermination said that 5% of hotel rooms he books into were infested. He advised people never to sit down on public transport, check office chairs, plane seats, and hotel mattresses, and monitor and vacuum home beds once a month. Management. See also, bed bug control techniques. Treatment of bed bug bites requires keeping the person from being repeatedly bitten, and possible symptomatic use of antihistamines and corticosteroids, either topically or systemically. There however is no evidence that medications improve outcomes, and symptoms usually resolve without treatment in one to two weeks. Avoiding repeated bites can be difficult since it usually requires eradicating bed bugs from a home or workplace, eradication is most effective using non-chemical control methods. Non-chemical control methods include vacuuming carpet and furniture, often with scraping, into a disposable bag which is then sealed into a plastic bag to prevent reinfestation. Other methods include removing textile materials from an area and washing them in hot water, at least 60 degrees Celsius, or freezing them at minus 4 degrees Celsius. Most consumer-grade freezers are inadequate to kill bedbugs due to not having low enough temperatures. Unremovable textiles such as mattresses can be steamed at least 60 degrees Celsius and this method can penetrate deep into the textile to effectively kill bed bugs quickly, under one minute. Heating tents or chambers can be used for infested materials or entire rooms can be heated to at least 55 degrees Celsius to effectively eradicate infestation. There is no evidence to indicate that a combination of non-chemical methods plus insecticides is more effective than non-chemical methods alone with regards to eradication of bed bug infestations. Insecticides are mostly ineffective for the eradication of bed bug infestations as most bed bugs are resistant to insecticides, including pyrethroids which are found in approximately 90% of commercial grade insecticides. Furthermore, insect foggers, known as bug bombs, are ineffective in the eradication of bed bug infestation as they are unable to penetrate bed bug harborages. Resistance to pesticides has increased significantly over time, and there are concerns about harm to health from their use. Once established, bed bugs are extremely difficult to get rid of. Bed bugs are particularly difficult to eradicate in apartment complexes as harbors can exist in other areas of the building when single units are treated. Mechanical approaches, such as vacuuming up the insects and heat treating or wrapping mattresses, are effective. An hour at a temperature of 45 degrees Celsius 113 degrees Fahrenheit or over, or two hours at less than minus 17 degrees Celsius 1 degree Fahrenheit kills them. This may include a domestic clothes dryer for fabric or a commercial steamer. Bed bugs and their eggs will die on contact when exposed to surface temperatures above 180 degrees Fahrenheit 82 degrees Celsius and a steamer can reach well above 230 degrees Fahrenheit, 110 degrees Celsius. 1632 A study found 100% mortality rates for bed bugs exposed to temperatures greater than 50 degrees Celsius 122 degrees Fahrenheit for more than 2 minutes. The study recommended maintaining temperatures of above 48 degrees Celsius 118 degrees Fahrenheit for more than 20 minutes to effectively kill all life stages of bed bugs, and because in practice treatment times of 6 to 8 hours are used to account for cracks and indoor clutter. This method is expensive and has caused fires. Starving bed bugs is not effective, as they can survive without eating for 100 to 300 days, depending on temperature. It was stated in 2012 that no truly effective insecticides were available. Insecticides that have historically been found effective include pyrethroids, dichlorvos, and malathion for resistance to pesticides has increased significantly in recent decades. The Carbamati insecticide Propocor is highly toxic to bed bugs, but it has potential toxicity to children exposed to it, 
and the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency has been reluctant to approve it for indoor use. Boric acid, occasionally applied as a safe indoor insecticide, is not effective against bed bugs because they do not groom. Epidemiology Bed bugs occur around the world. Before the 1950s about 30% of houses in the United States had bed bugs. This fall is believed to be partly due to the use of DDT to kill cockroaches. The invention of the vacuum cleaner and simplification of furniture design may have also played a role in the decrease. Others believe it might simply be the cyclical nature of the organism. However, rates of infestation in developed countries have increased dramatically since the 1980s. This is thought to be due to greater foreign travel, increased immigration from the developing world to the developed world, more frequent exchange of second-hand furnishings among homes, a greater focus on control of other pests, resulting in neglect of bed bug countermeasures, and increasing bed bug resistance to pesticides. Lower cockroach populations due to insecticide use may have aided bed bugs resurgence, since cockroaches are known to sometimes predate them. Bans on DDT and other potent pesticides may have also contributed. The U.S. National Pest Management Association reported a 71% increase in bed bug calls between 2000 and 2005. The number of reported incidents in New York City alone rose from 500 in 2004 to 10,000 in 2009. In 2013, Chicago was listed as the number one city in the United States for bed bug infestations. As a result, the Chicago City Council passed a bed bug control ordinance to limit their spread. Additionally, bed bugs are reaching places in which they never established before, such as southern South America. The rise in infestations has been hard to track because bed bugs are not an easily identifiable problem and is one that people prefer not to discuss. Most of the reports are collected from pest control companies, local authorities, and hotel chains. Therefore, the problem may be more severe than is currently believed. Species The common bed bug, C. lectularius, is the species best adapted to human environments. It is found in temperate climates throughout the world. Other species include Cymex hemipterus, found in tropical regions, which also infests poultry and bats, and Leptosum expoeti, found in the tropics of West Africa and South America, which infests bats and humans. Cymex pilocellus and Cymex pipis trello primarily infest bats, while Hematosiphon inodera, a species of North America, primarily infests poultry. Evolution Semicyte, the ancestor of modern bed bugs, first emerged approximately 115 million years ago, more than 30 million years before bats their previously presumed initial host first appeared. From unknown ancestral hosts, a variety of different lineages evolved which specialized in either bats or birds. The common, C. lectularius, and tropical bed bug, C. hemipterus, split 40 million years before homo evolution. Humans became hosts to bed bugs through host specialist extension, rather than switching, on three separate occasions. History 1870s to 1890s advertisement for a bed bug exterminator. It reads use gets cockroach and bed bug exterminators, sold by all druggists. 1860 engraving of bed bug parts, A intestines, B antenna of the male, CI, D hostellum, or sucker, closed, E side view of sucker, F. Under part of head, G. Under lip, GG. Hair of the tube, and outside cases, H egg bag, I larvae emerging from the eggs. Bed bugs were mentioned in ancient Greece as early as 400 BC, and were later mentioned by Aristotle. Pliny's Natural History, first published circa AD 77 in Rome, claimed bed bugs had medicinal value in treating ailments such as snake bites and ear infections. 
Belief in the medicinal use of bed bugs persisted until at least the 18th century, when Guettard recommended their use in the treatment of hysteria. Bed bugs were first mentioned in Germany in the 11th century, in France in the 13th century, and in England in 1583, though they remained rare in England until 1670. Some in the 18th century believed bed bugs had been brought to London with supplies of wood to rebuild the city after the Great Fire of London, 1666. Giovanni Antonio Scopoli noted their presence in Carniola, roughly equivalent to present-day Slovenia, in the 18th century. Traditional methods of repelling and slash or killing bed bugs include the use of plants, fungi, and insects, or their extracts, such as black pepper, black cohosh, Actia racemosa, Sudarthria hookeri, Lagrinalida, Chinese Yangmao Cao, Eucalyptus saligna oil, Henna, Lawsonia inermis or Campire, Infused oil of Melilontha vulgaris, Presumably Cockchafer, Fly agaric, Ammonita muscaria, Tobacco, Heated oil of Terebinthina, i.e. true turpentine, Wild mint, Mentha arvenses, Narrow-leaved. Pepperwort, Lepidium rudral, Mirica species, e.g. bayberry, Robert geranium, Geranium robertianum, Bugbane, Semisifugus species, herb and seeds of cannabis, opulus berries, possibly maple or European cranberry bush, masked hunter bugs, Reduvius personatus, and many others. In the mid-19th century, smoke from peat fires was recommended as an indoor domestic fumigant against bed bugs. Dusts have been used to ward off insects from grain storage for centuries, including plant ash, lime, dolomite, certain types of soil, and diatomaceous earth or kieselgur. Of these, Diatomaceous earth in particular has seen a revival as a non-toxic, when in amorphous form, residual pesticide for bed bug abatement. While diatomaceous earth often performs poorly, silica gel may be effective. Basketwork panels were put around beds and shaken out in the morning in the UK and in France in the 19th century. Scattering leaves of plants with microscopic hooked hairs around a bed at night, then sweeping them up in the morning and burning them, was a technique reportedly used in southern Rhodesia and in the Balkans. Bean leaves have been used historically to trap bedbugs in houses in Eastern Europe. The trick homes on the bean leaves capture the insects by impaling the feet, tarsi, of the insects. The leaves are then destroyed. 20th century. Before the mid-20th century, bedbugs were very common. According to a report by the UK Ministry of Health, in 1933, all the houses in many areas had some degree of bedbug infestation. The increase in bed bug populations in the early 20th century has been attributed to the advent of electric heating, which allowed bed bugs to thrive year-round instead of only in warm weather. Bed bugs were a serious problem at U.S. military bases during World War II. Initially, the problem was solved by fumigation, using Zyklon discoids that released hydrogen cyanide gas, a rather dangerous procedure. Later, DDT was used to good effect. The decline of bed bug populations in the 20th century is often credited to potent pesticides that had not previously been widely available. Other contributing factors that are less frequently mentioned in news reports are increased public awareness and slum clearance programs that combined pesticide use with steam disinfection, relocation of slum dwellers to new housing, and in some cases also follow-up inspections how, for several months after relocated tenants moved into their new housing. Society and Culture Legal Action Bed bugs are an increasing cause for litigation. Courts have, in some cases, exacted large punitive damage judgments on some hotels. Many of New York City's Upper East Side homeowners have been afflicted, but they tend to remain publicly silent in order not to ruin their property values and be seen as suffering a blight typically associated with the lower classes. 
Local Law 69 in New York City requires owners of buildings with three or more units to provide their tenants and potential tenants with reports of bedbug history in each unit. They must also prominently post these listings and reports in their building. Now, let's take a look at some bedbug control techniques. Early detection and treatment are critical to successful control. According to a survey, the most commonly infested places are the mattress, 98.2%, box spring, 93.6%, as well as nearby carpets and baseboards, 94.1%. In fact, bed bugs thrive in areas where there is an adequate supply of available hosts, and plenty of cracks and harborages within 1.5 meters, 4.9 feet, of the host. Because treatments are required in sleeping areas and other sensitive locations, methods other than chemical pesticides are in demand. Treatments can be costly, laborious, time-consuming, repetitive, and embarrassing, and may entail health risks. Public Health Laws Bed bug infestations spread easily in connecting units and have negative effects on psychological well-being and housing markets. In response, many areas have specific laws about responsibilities upon discovering a bed bug infestation, particularly in hotels and multifamily housing units, because an unprofessional level of response can have the effect of prolonging the invisible part of the infestation and spreading it to nearby units. Common laws include responsibilities such as the following, lessors must educate all lessees about bed bugs, lessee must immediately notify lessor in writing upon discovery of infestation, lessor must not intentionally lease infested unit, lessee must not intentionally introduce infested items, lessor must eradicate the infestation immediately every time it occurs at a professional level including all connecting units, and lessee must cooperate in the eradication process. In a 2015 survey, reports of bed bug infestation in social media lowered the value of a hotel room by $38 for business travelers and $23 for leisure travelers. Map bed bug reports graphically illustrate how difficult it can be to eliminate bed bugs in densely populated areas where many people live in adjacent units like in New York City, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. Pesticides. Though commonly used, the pesticide approach often requires multiple visits and may not always be effective due to pesticide resistance and dispersal of the bed bugs. According to a 2005 survey, only 6.1% of companies claim to be able to eliminate bed bugs in a single visit, while 62.6% claim to be able to control a problem in two to three visits. Insecticide application may cause dispersal of bed bugs to neighboring areas of a structure, spreading the infestation. Furthermore, the problem of insecticide resistance in bed bug populations increases their opportunity to spread. Studies of bed bug populations across the United States indicate that resistance to pyrethroid insecticides, which are used in the majority of bed bugs cases, is widespread. Exterminators often require individuals to dispose of furniture and other infested materials because the pesticides are ineffective. It is advisable to break or mark these infested items to prevent their being unintentionally recycled and furthering the spread of bed bugs. Effectiveness. The well-established resistance of bed bugs to DDT and pyrethroids has created a need for different and newer chemical approaches to the extermination of bed bugs. In 2008 a study was conducted on bed bug resistance to a variety of both old and new insecticides, with the following results, listed in order from most to least effective, cehalothrin, bifenthrin, carbaryl, imidacloprid, fipronil, permethrin, diazinon, spinosin, dichlorvos, chlorphenopyr, and DDT. Note that the first of these, cehalothrin, is itself a pyrethroid-based insecticide in the past it has been used principally for the treatment of cotton crops and so bed bugs have not yet developed a genetic resistance to it. Up until the 1990s chlorpyrifos was used as an agent with long-term effect, 
but the EC Biocide Declaration 98/8 prohibited the use from August 2008 onward. Some manufacturers also offer fumigants containing sulfuryl fluoride. Disadvantages Non-residue methods of treatment such as steaming and vacuuming are preferable to the contamination of mattresses, pillows and bed covers with insecticides. The possible health effects of pesticides on people and pets ranging from allergic reactions to cancer and acute neurotoxicity have to be considered, as well as the dispersal of bed bugs to neighboring dwellings due to repellent effects of insecticides. Bed bugs prefer to hide in and around the bed frame but it can still be a good idea to put a tight cotton cover on mattress and bedding to prevent access. Pesticide resistance. Bed bugs are largely resistant to various pesticides including DDT and organophosphates. Most populations have developed a resistance to pyrethroid insecticides. Although now often ineffective, the resistance to pyrethroid allows for new chemicals that work in different ways to be investigated, so chemical management can continue to be one part in the resolving of bed bug infestations. There is growing interest in both synthetic pyrethroid and the pyrrole insecticide, chlorphenopyr. Insect growth regulators, such as hydroprene, gentral, are also sometimes used. Populations in Arkansas have been found to be highly resistant to DDT, with an LD50 of more than 100,000 ppm. DDT was seen to make bed bugs more active in studies conducted in Africa. Bed bug pesticide resistance appears to be increasing dramatically. Bed bug populations sampled across the U.S. showed a tolerance for pyrethroid several thousand times greater than laboratory bed bugs. New York City bed bugs have been found to be 264 times more resistant to deltamethrin than Florida bed bugs due to mutations and evolution. Products developed in the mid-2010s combine neonicotinoids with pyrethroids, but according to a January 2016 survey published by the Journal of Medical Entomology, bed bug resistance in two major U.S. cities now includes neonicotinoids. Physical Isolation a population genetic study of bed bugs in the United States, Canada, and Australia using a mitochondrial DNA marker found high levels of genetic variation. This suggests the studied bed bug populations did not undergo a genetic bottleneck as one would expect from insecticide control during the 1940s and 1950s, but instead, that populations may have been maintained on other hosts such as birds and bats. In contrast to the high amount of genetic variation observed with the mitochondrial DNA marker, no genetic variation in a nuclear RNA marker was observed. This suggests increased gene flow of previously isolated bed bug populations, and given the absence of barriers to gene flow, the spread of insecticide resistance may be rapid. Isolation of humans is attempted with numerous devices and methods including zippered bed bug proof mattress covers, bed leg moat devices, double-sided tape, and other barriers. However, even with isolated beds, bed bug infestations persist if the bed itself is not free of bed bugs, or if it is reinfested, which could happen quite easily. It is convenient to place medium-sized belongings in sealed transparent plastic bags, such as plastic bags for freezing, larger models exist as well. Once closed, the tightness should be verified by pressing the bag and ensuring that air doesn't exit. It is as well convenient to mark these sealed bags as contaminated slash decontaminated. Inorganic materials. A sample of food-grade diatomaceous earth. Inorganic materials such as diatomaceous earth or amorphous silica gel may be used in conjunction with other methods to manage a bed bug infestation, provided they are used in a dry environment. Upon contact with such dust-like materials, the waxy outer layer of the insect's exoskeleton is disrupted, which causes them to dehydrate. Food-grade diatomaceous earth has been widely used to combat infestations. However, it can take weeks to have a significant effect. Studies examined and compared diatomaceous earth and synthetically produced, pure amorphous, i.e. non-crystalline, silica, 
so-called silica gel. They investigated the use of these substances as a standalone treatment in real-life scenarios, and compared them to usual poisonous agents. They found that the effect of diatomaceous earth was surprisingly low when used in real-life scenarios, while the synthetic product was extremely effective and fast in killing bed bugs in such settings. Silica gel was also more effective than usual poisonous pesticides, particularly in cases with pesticide-resistant bugs. When applied after being mixed with water and then sprayed, the outcome for silica gel was significantly lower, but still distinctly better than for the natural silica, used dry. Authors argued that the reason for the poor outcome for diatomaceous earth as a standalone treatment was multifactorial. When tested in laboratory where the bed bugs had intensive, prolonged contact with diatomaceous earth and no access to a host, diatomaceous earth performed very well. Silica gel, on the other side, performed in vitro consistently well even if applied to bed bugs in extremely low doses and with very slight and short, often only seconds or few minutes, contact to the substance. Although occasionally applied as a safe indoor pesticide treatment for other insects, boric acid is ineffectual against bed bugs because bed bugs do not groom. Organic materials. Bean leaves. A traditional Balkan method of trapping bed bugs is to spread bean leaves in infested areas. The trick homes, microscopic hooked hairs, on the leaves trap the bugs by piercing the tarsi joints of the bed bugs' arthropod legs. As a bug struggles to get free, it impales itself further on the bean leaf's trick homes. The bed bugs and leaves then can be collected and destroyed. Researchers are examining ways to reproduce this capability with artificial materials. Essential oils. Many claims have been made about essential oils killing bed bugs. However, they are unproven. The FTC is now filing a suit against companies making these claims about these oils, specifically about cedar, cinnamon, lemongrass, peppermint, and clove oils. Contaminated belongings. Disposal of items from the contaminated area can reduce the population of bed bugs and unhatched eggs. Removal of items such as mattresses, box springs, couches etc. is costly and usually insufficient to eradicate infestation because of eggs and adults hiding in surrounding areas. If the entire infestation is not eliminated prior to bringing new or cleaned personal and household items back into a home, these items will likely become infested and require additional treatment. Treating clothing, shoes, linens, and other household items within the affected environment is difficult and frequently ineffective because of the difficulty of keeping cleaned items quarantined from infestation. Many bed bug exterminating specialists recommend removing personal and household items from the infested structure. Many metropolitan areas offer more effective treatments such as high heat dryers and dry cleaning with perk with the added benefit of the treated items remaining stored until the affected home's bed bug infestation is eradicated. The improper disposal of infested furniture also facilitates the spread of bed bugs. Marking the discarded items as infested can help prevent infesting new areas. Bed bugs can go without feeding for 20 to 400 days, depending on temperature and humidity. Older stages of nymphs can survive longer without feeding than younger ones, and adults have survived without food for more than 400 days in the laboratory at low temperatures. Adults may live up to one year or more, and there can be up to four successive generations per year. Vacuuming. Vacuuming helps with reducing bed bug infestations, but does not eliminate bed bugs hidden inside of materials. Also, unless the contents of the vacuum are emptied immediately after each use, bed bugs may crawl out through the vacuum's hoses and re-establish themselves. Vacuuming with a large bristle attachment can also aid in removing hidden bugs as well. Heat treatment. This section does not cite any sources. Please help improve this section by adding citations to reliable sources. Unsourced material may be challenged and removed. February 2018, 
learn how and when to remove this template message. Steam. Steam treatment can effectively kill all stages of bed bugs. To be effective, steam treatment must reach 150 to 170 degrees Fahrenheit, 65 to 75 degrees Celsius, for a sustained period. Unfortunately, bed bugs hide in a diversity of places, making steam treatment very tedious, labor-intensive and time-consuming. There is also the risk of the steam not penetrating materials enough to kill hidden bed bugs. The steam may also damage materials such as varnished wood, or cause mold from the moisture left behind. Effective treatment requires repeated and very thorough steaming of the mattress, box spring, bed frame, bed covers, pillows, not to mention other materials and objects within the infested room, such as carpets and curtains. Infested clothes can be effectively treated by a high temperature ironing with vapor. If performed meticulously, this method yields faster disinfection compared to high temperature washing in a washing machine. However, attention should be paid in order to avoid bed bug escape from the ironed clothes. For volume trick objects, e.g. pillow, blanket, sleeping bag, rug, boiling in a large saucepan for more than 10 minutes represents a reliable method. In this manner, the lethal temperatures propagate with certainty deep inside the object, which is not necessarily the case of a washing machine cleaning cycle. For smaller objects, pouring boiling water from a kettle onto the object located in a basin may be enough to kill bed bugs and eggs. Clothes dryers. Clothes dryers can be used for killing bed bugs in clothing and blankets. Infested clothes and bedding are first washed in hot water with laundry detergent then placed in the dryer, and then after the items are completely dry, continue drying for at least 20 minutes longer at high heat. However, this does not eliminate bed bugs in the mattress, bed frame, and surrounding environment. Sterilized fabrics from the dryer are thus easily reinfested. Continually treating materials in this fashion is labor-intensive, and in itself does not eliminate the infestation. Hot boxes. Placing belongings in a hot box, a device that provides sustained heat at temperatures that kills bed bugs, larvae, and eggs, but that does not damage clothing, is an option. Pest control companies often rent the devices at nominal cost and it may make sense for frequent travelers to invest in one. Building heat treatment. This method of bed bug control involves raising room temperatures to or above the killing temperature for bed bugs, which is around 45 degrees Celsius 113 degrees Fahrenheit. Heat treatments are generally carried out by professionals, and may be performed in a single area or an entire building. Heat treatment is generally considered to be the best method of eradication because it is capable of destroying an entire infestation with a single treatment. HEPA air filtration is normally used during any heat treatment to capture particulate and biological matter that may be aerosolized during the heating process. Freezing. Bed bugs can be killed by a direct one-hour exposure to temperatures of minus 16 degrees Celsius 3 degrees Fahrenheit, however, bed bugs have the capacity for rapid cold hardening, i.e. an hour-long exposure to 0 degrees Celsius 32 degrees Fahrenheit improved their subsequent tolerance of minus 14 to minus 16 degrees Celsius, 7 to 3 degrees Fahrenheit, comma 35 so this may need to be maintained for longer. Freezer temperatures at or below minus 16 degrees Celsius 3 degrees Fahrenheit should be sufficient to eliminate bed bugs and can be used to decontaminate household objects. This temperature range should be effective at killing eggs as well as all stages of bugs. Higher temperatures however are not effective, and survival is estimated for temperatures above minus 12 degrees Celsius 10 degrees Fahrenheit even after one week of continuous exposure. This method requires a freezer capable of maintaining, and set to, a temperature below minus 16 degrees Celsius 3 degrees Fahrenheit. Most home freezers are capable of maintaining this temperature. Fungus. 
Preliminary research has shown the fungus Bovaria basiana, which has been used for years as an outdoor organic pesticide, is also highly effective at eliminating bed bugs exposed to cotton fabric sprayed with fungus spores. It is also effective against bed bug colonies due to the spores carried by infected bugs back to their harborages. Unlike typical insecticides, exposure to the fungus does not kill instantly, but kills bugs within five days of exposure. Some people, especially those with compromised immune systems, may react negatively to the concentrated presence of the fungus directly following an application. Predators Natural enemies of bed bugs include the masked hunter, or masked bed bug hunter, insect, cockroaches, ants, spiders, particularly Thanatus flavidus, mites, and centipedes, particularly the house centipede Scutigera coleoptrata. However, biological pest control is not considered practical for eliminating bed bugs from human dwellings. While there have been few studies, the known predators of bed bugs are listed in the section on parasites and predators of a 1990 academic paper on bed bugs and public health. Ooh, doggy, what y'all think about that? Bed bugs. I call them flat belly bloodsuckers. <laughs> Ain't that something? Now, let me tell you something now. I, I don't think I never really heard of bed bugs until I came down here to Florida. You know, when I came down here back about 2009. I ain't never really, I heard of bed bugs, but ain't been enough bed bugs something I experimented. And I know up there in, in, uh, in Michigan when I was growing up, Willie Mabin, if, if, if anybody would have had bed bugs, it would have been in Willie Mabin house. Because <laughs> Willie Mabin, boy, I tell you, his house was the house, but was the go-to house. You know, you always had this, when it was coming up, you always had this one house on the street. You always had this one house on the street where all the kids go to play. Now, that was back in the day. See, not like today, the these kids stand out, they don't do nothing. These kids, they lazy. They, they, these kids lazy. They just like bed bugs. You know what? They just, they just lay around. They just lay around in, in, in the dark. And then, I mean, if they lay around in, in the light in the, in the daytime, then at nighttime, they want to start roaming. And then they want to start eating up everything. That's what bed bugs do. As y'all just heard, bed bugs hide in the daytime in the dark. And then they come out at nighttime, just want to eat up everything. Then they go back. I said, these kids, they, these kids lazy. They don't do nothing today. But I'm, I'm going to talk about that. But, like I said, he always had this one house. And Willie Mabin, the house, was the house where all the kids came to play. Because something was going on. And it was the Ragless house. Plaster hanging off the walls. You go up the steps to the, to the, to the second floor. You had to watch what board you step on. Some of the boards, you could, wasn't even there. You can see clear, clear through, through the basement. I mean, his house was a real trap. But that was the funnest house. That's where all the drunks came. That's where all the winos came. That's where all the herons, heron users came. They used to sit there on the couch and nod out. You walk in with him in the house, you don't know who you're going to see. It was like an open-door policy. And his mom, his mom was the nicest lady, nicest lady in the world. Miss Mella, oh, Miss Mella stayed drunk, though. But she was the nicest lady in the world. When she cooked, you, you, had, you had to get to the food first. Because anybody, anybody in the house can eat if she cooked. But it was just an open door policy. The, all the drunks, the winos, the kids, the hoes, the prostitutes, everything. That way everybody came there. The Willie Mabin house. And I know if anybody would have had bed bugs, they would have had bed bugs. And they ain't never had no bed bugs. Not that no bed bugs I know about. And we was at Willie Mabin's house all the time. All the kids. Like I said, all the kids, all the drugs too. <laughs> all the prostitutes, all the hair on heads, everybody else. Nah, nah, every dog going away. But first time I ever heard about bed bugs, well, really experienced bed bugs when I came down here to Florida. Like I say, 2009, you know, I started dating, you know, actually my third wife. You know, I started dating my third wife, and uh, 
she start coming over on the weekends, staying on weekends. And then, you know how women is, you know, women, you got a nice place, you know, women, they come, they see how nice your place is, and y'all get to talking, they figure, they figure you got little coins in your pocket. You know, they may, they may, they may stay all night on Friday night, you know, Saturday. They may not go home, then they slip in the Sunday, they still there. Next thing you know, they slip in the Monday, and they still there. And then, next thing you know, you're married. <laughs> but but that's kind of like it was, though. But I ain't know what, but see, there was a backstory to everything that was going on. And the backstory to everything that was going on to her, she, she was coming over to the house like on Friday, you know, and she do me right, did me good. She a real good cook, you know, still a good cook today. I, I, I eat her food today, you know, because I don't think she'll poison me. <laughs> but what happened was she come over and uh, kind of got the curious because it, you know, I, I left to go to Miami. You know, I, you know, I went to Miami with a friend of mine, and uh, she said, "Well, if you go to Miami, you know, I'll just stay here at the apartment while you go to Miami." Now I was kind of, you know, skeptical and curious about that, but I didn't think about it too much because I figured. You know, hey, you know, ain't nothing wrong having have, have, you know, have a little poutine when you when you get back home from Miami. If you strike out in Miami, you know, I'll look out in Miami and I don't get me none down in Miami. Lisa, said, no, when I get back home, I get me a little bit. <laughs> you know, that was just my thing at the time. You know, foolish me. But turn turn out to make a long story short because I don't want to get too long with this thing. It turned out to be is uh, she didn't want to go home because she had bed bug problems at, at her house. Now what it was is she, you know, she was she was working everything, been on her job a long time, but she was taking taking care of her father. You know, dad at the time, I call him dad. Dad was around about this time, probably around about ninety years old or so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dad was probably about ninety years old at the time. Dad was still in his right mind, and he was driving, he was doing all that kind of stuff. But like I said, I didn't know was they had dead bugs. And every time she come to my house, the first thing she would do when she come to my house is she'd take all her clothes off and put her clothes in the washing machine and then change into something else. Eventually, she started leaving clothes there, of course, eventually, after I found out about the bed bugs. And so I'm like, bed bugs? She said, yeah. And she showed me the little bites on her arm and stuff like that. And uh, she had her two daughters to stand there. I think one was leaving. I think one was leaving for college and the other one was still in high school. And... She was telling me that they 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 was they, they were sleeping in one room, you know. They were sleeping in one room, and that room, I guess, wasn't where the bed bugs was at. But they slept in their bedroom, you know. They what we call hit. They'll get hit by one of the bedrooms. So you next morning you wake up, you see the marks on them. So I'm like, God dang, what I got myself into? So it came down to you know, I, you know, after we talked talk a little bit more about these bed bugs and like this here. You know, now she was deep off into the church, heavy deep off in the church. Now, like I say, she was taking care of her 90 year old father. So it wasn't like, you know, she could move out, but I think it was very honorable of her to take care of her parents. And now, even though we divorced today, the one thing that I highly respect about my ex wife to my dying day is how she took care of her father. Now, I, I, it was incredible how she took care of her father. Incredible. But she was staying there helping dad out. Now, they didn't have a whole lot of money. The house, after I went over there and I seen the house, the house was in very, very poor condition. Personally, I couldn't live there, personally. It was, you know, it was on a dirt road. It was in horrible condition. But they didn't have no money because the dad had did that. Dad had did a reverse, well, her parents had did a reverse mortgage on the house. So 
They didn't want to put any money into the house, and the house wasn't really theirs. But she didn't have no money to put into the house. And then she didn't have no guarantee if she put money into the house, if she'd get anything out of the house. Now, they kept the, she kept the house clean as she could possibly keep it. But the house was the house was an old house. And uh, so... One day she say, uh, one day she say, well, you know, she got, I got to find a way to get these bed bugs out. And like I say, she was highly, you know, it was highly, you know, in that church thing. See, that's why I don't do much mess with religion and churches, you know, especially you no know, man-made church because I think it's a, it's a bunch of who nanny. So I say, well, have you contacted the church? Now, nobody would go over there to help her. Now she had plenty of brothers and sisters. One brother is a preacher, lived exactly right around the corner. Preacher, little right around the corner. Nobody would go over there to help her clean that house. The church wouldn't give a the church wouldn't wouldn't collect any money to get to, uh get about two thousand twenty five hundred dollars to put a tent over the house to fumigate the house. They didn't have no money for that twenty five hundred dollars. Twenty five hundred dollars ain't nothing. I spend that up on some cigars, you know. But they didn't have twenty five hundred dollars to put a tent over the house. So she would go over there and do, she would go over there and try to clean as best she can. But see them little flat belly blood suckers, see them suckers, you, you don't see them in the daytime. They be at night. They come out at night. In the daytime, they go in the, like they told y'all, they go in the cracks, holes, crevices, anywhere they can go to get away. So you can't find them in the daytime. You can do all the cleaning you want in the daytime. You're not going to affect them. So that's what she would go over there because at nighttime, she even started sleeping in her car, which I didn't know. She had, she and her daughters started sleeping in their cars. It, it was getting so bad. They were sleeping in their cars. So it was kind of relief when when uh, when when when, uh, she, when I came along and she got my sucker butt because she started camping at it, camping out, camping out at my house. Okay. So, but like I say, nobody would help her go over there and clean them bed bugs. Her preacher brother, sisters, none of them. Everybody would do that lip service, but nobody would go over there and help her. And she would go over there. You know, she would clean, try to do the best she can, and them bigs bud was eating her daddy up. And let me tell you how I know that. So one Saturday we get to talking, I say, well, you know what? You know, we had been together, you know, for a couple of weeks or maybe a month. I say, I say, you know what? I'm going to go over there and help you clean these big bugs up, you know. The only thing the church did was the church gave her a vacuum cleaner. And when she got done using that vacuum cleaner, the church said, no, we don't want that vacuum cleaner back. <laughs> the church and I, the church said, no, you can have that vacuum cleaner. All that church did was gave her a vacuum cleaner. No church members, no church funds, no church anything helped her with her 90-year-old granddaddy to fight them dang on bed bugs. Not even her relatives. And here I come along. I don't know about these people and these folks. Here my sucker buck come along. I get hooked up with this gal, so now here it is on the Sandy when I when when I I, I I I should be in my brand new car, getting hitting the highway going down to Clearwater or 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 one of Daytona be somewhere cruising, enjoying myself as a single man just hitting Florida. I got hooked up with this gal, and now I'm here doing I'm 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 I'm, I'm doing husband duty. Man, I ain't signed up this. See, I always been a sucker though, so you know, sucker do what a sucker does, you know. So I goes over there, and let me tell you something. I start crying, literally. We stripped up all the old carpet off the floor, threw all the old carpet away. Just left the cement floor down there. We painted the cement floor. Didn't want to put no carpet down the hardwood. She had no money for the hardwood anyway. But the cement floors in Florida is okay, just like putting tile down to me. Plus, some plus cement floors down here in Florida look pretty good. So we painted. We painted. We took all the carpet out. Painted the floor floors. She took all the old furniture. 
that wasn't serving no purpose, no how. We threw all that away. We took his bed because the biggest infestation was in the bedroom. Was in his was 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 in his bed. We took all the beds, every bed, every room. We took outside, took the mattresses off, and let me tell you something: them bed bugs was all in the mattresses. I mean, it was a heck of an infestation all around the wooden bed frames. They it was everywhere. So at first we got this, uh, you know what they, they tell y'all about that that white powder, the Metro something powder, you know. You put that powder on there, and what that powder do is when that powder get on them, it, it penetrates their shell. It penetrates the shell where they can't breathe, like almost suffocate, suffocate them, and they die. Well, we ran out of that stuff because that's like a powder. You put that stuff down, and it has to get on them. Even if they're inside the walls, right? They're inside the walls. You put it down, you line it around, around, or around the floor, and the socks is up so when they come out at night, they walk across it. And they get it on their feet and everything, and that'll still kill them because they they still breathing it. But see, that stuff costs a lot of money. So we use as much of that stuff as we can, right? And it, I mean, it was it was just horrible. Bed bugs everywhere. And, and in the daytime, when we took the bed frames and everything outside, and the sun hit, they really came out because they don't like sunlight. So when that sun hit, the sun hit and that heat hit, they really came out, and and we could see them coming out. Outside on the bed frames, I say, man, look at it. What I got myself into. We took his mattress out his bed, and let me tell you something. When I say it was like a crime scene, it was like a crime scene. Like when, like when they say bed bugs don't crawl on you, they bite you and they bite around you. His white sheets was like a crime scene, like a crime scene. Because every day she was every day even though when she came and stayed with me a little bit every day she still would go home and cook his meal and check on it and change his sheets because she tried to keep all that stuff clean you would see an outline of his body this is no kid 90 year old man when he go to bed and he can hardly feel it because you know he got loose skin he can hardly feel it and it don't bother me it was like a crime scene around his body the bed bugs but it was biting him the outline of his body that's no joke an outline on that. He had a he had a he had an old recliner chair, and I had a recliner chair at, at my at my apartment. So when I went over there to help clean it, we took his recliner chair. That's that's where he normally sits. We took that recliner chair and we threw it away. And I gave him my recliner chair that I had in my apartment. And I got me another one. But we had to get rid of his chair because his chair was full of bed bugs. We we took the, we took his recliner out. And again, it's in the sun, flipped it over. You can see them bed bugs all the bottom around the wood everywhere in that thing. We could take that back in the house. Because see, he had been he had been taking them bed bugs from his bedroom to that chair. Because see, that's what he'd do. He'd get up in the morning, right? He'd do his stuff in his bathroom, in his room. Then he'd come out. He'd go to the kitchen. Get what he going to get in the kitchen. And then he'd go sit in that chair. Then he'd get out of that chair, and he'd get in there, and he was still driving at the time. He'd go get in his car. He go get his car and then he go on Martin Luther King Boulevard. I'll tell y'all about that in a few minutes and do what he do over that. <laughs> that 90 years old. That was something else. So he had been transporting anything from the bedroom to that couch. And also to the kitchen, the kitchen table. That's where he'll sit every morning and eat his breakfast. So we got rid of all that stuff, threw all that stuff away. Like I say, we had that Dimitro's powder, whatever that powder white stuff is. That stuff... It, it, it works, but it ain't work fast enough for us. But 
somehow we thought about alcohol. Something happened. I think they had ran out of that powder stuff, and they had went and got some 99%. Nine, how you doing there? They had got some 99% alcohol. And let me tell you something. That 99% alcohol killed them right on the spot. Now, people talk all that stuff about, you know, the rain and spray stuff like that. I don't know about that. But I know for a fact. 99% alcohol flips them suckers on flip, 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 flip on their back real quick. I seen it for myself. After we discovered that 99% alcohol, see, you can't go to the store right now by 99% alcohol. They want to say 70%. But at that time, at Family Dollar, see, I'm talking about 2009, Family Dollar, you know, you, you can go somewhere like that and you, and you can get the 99% alcohol before they change the lower the grade for commercial purposes to 70%. So we got a bunch of that 99 and plus it's cheap. We got a bunch of that 99% alcohol. Man, we man, we had a spraying. Every weekend, we were there spraying for bed bugs, right? We got the population down pretty good. But then, you know, we just kept seeing them here and there. And then we found out, to try to figure out, well, you know, how did he, how did he pick up these bed bugs? Because we had to do his car also. But do his car. We, we put it, we, we, what we did was, we put his car out in the sun. And we sprayed it down real good with alcohol in the inside. And we set bombs off in the inside. And set out there in the sun with the windows all closed up. And that's how we got them out the car. Because they don't like that heat. Plus that alcohol. And, and with that, we had put that powder down places like that. They ain't like that. We had, to, we, had to, we, had to clear, we had to clean his car out too. But then we had to find out where, where the source from. Where is he picking these big bugs up from? Now what Pop, what, what Dad was doing was, Dad, something else, 90 years old now. Dad, cause and I didn't and I discovered this because one day I was rolling down Martin Luther King Boulevard and I happened to pass by this family pass, pass by this family dollar and I looked over to the to, to the left underneath a tree next to Family Dollar and Dad's car was parked there. <laughs> and I called my I called my ex-wife, my wife at the time, and I say, You never believe where your daddy at. Your daddy here on Martin Luther King Boulevard, next to the Family Dollar, up to a, under a tree, with some gal in the car. He was going over there picking up them old, them old nasty rat tail gals. I don't know was he, I don't know was he getting, I don't know was he getting his pecker, uh, spit it on, or rubbed on, a, a Robert Crap special. I don't know what Dad was doing, but Dad was over there tricking. Nine years old, still tricking. But I, I guess it ain't tricky. You're 90 years old, shoot. You just, you just doing the best you, best you can. Enjoy what you can while you can chance. I, I hate it for that. <laughs> Dad was going over there. He had them little gals he'll meet over there. Them little nasty gals he would meet. And that's how he was getting them bed bugs. So first thing she had to do was she had to stop him from going over there putting them, putting in his head about these bed bugs. Cause see, the bed bugs wasn't bothering him. Like I say, he was 90 years old. His skin so loose. They wouldn't bother him, even though at night he'd see getting ate up by bed bugs, sucking on him, and it ain't bothering him. He's 90 some years old. He ain't feeling that. He ain't feeling that kind of stuff. He ain't feeling it. So she had to go visit his head daddy after we got that house all cleaned up, dad. And she was crying too, because re- I can see it really hurt her. I'm telling y'all, like I say, when bed bugs have a psychological effect on you, it does have a serious psychological effect on it because I know it had a psychological effect on my ex-wife. Matter of fact, it had a psycho- got a psychological effect on me right now. 
I remember when, I mean, we would go to hotels, you know, me and wife, we would go to hotels down in Fort Lauderdale or Miami or somewhere like that. And the first thing we do when we walk in the hotel, we don't put our luggage on the floor. We don't put our luggage on the bed. If they got, if they got a dresser or they got a luggage stand, that's where we put our luggage at, away from the bed. And the first thing she would do, she had a little flashlight. She would inspect all around her because she knew everything. She knew all, she know where bed bugs hide. She would inspect all around the sheet, all around the mattress, pull the mattress apart. I mean, the sheets apart on the mattress. Inspect all around that, inspect around the bed frame. Man, she'd do a thorough job. You see, so psychologically, them bed bugs had affected her like they, most of them they affected me. And she did her check. She sure did. She, anyway, we go somewhere. She, she did her bed bug check before we laid our head on any mattress. Joe did. She ain't playing the radio when it came to them doggone bed bugs. She did her bed bug check. Now, let me tell you something. Now, another thing that we did, too. Now, like they tell y'all in that little talk that them bed bugs, see them, 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 them little flat-bellied, blood-sucking devils, them little suckers that, they be hiding on you. They, 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 they eating. They go, they go back and hide on you for a couple days on you. Then they come back out. So that's why even with alcohol, if you spray alcohol on them, right, they die right away. But see, alcohol dries up pretty quick. You see what I'm saying? That's a good thing about it. So what you got to do is after you go through and you spray everything down, spray inside them cracks, because even if they hide inside the cracks, sleeping in there, if you spray inside there, that alcohol still going to hit them. Now, you can't spray alcohol inside your outlet or around your outlet, your electrical plug outlet. So what you do is, what you can do is after you do all your spraying and all your cleaning and stuff, get, get you some tape strips. You know, some of them, 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 uh, them really sticky, sticky tape strips. Put them tape strips all around your baseboards at the bottom. Put them little sticky tapes for insects all around your outlet. So when, they, when them suckers come out at night, when they come out at night, they walk across that tape, tape or whatever that sticky thing you got, and they going to get stuck. They ain't going no further. If they come out from underneath the baseboards, they come on that safe stuff, they're going to get stuck. You got them. You got them. They, they, they can't go no further. So you got to just keep doing this for weeks and weeks at a time until you get rid of them suckers. But most important thing, you got to find out the source. Like I say, Dad was a source. He was a carrier. And it all started from his car. It came from his car because every time he would come back, go, come, come back from way, way, way he was catching around to get out of his car for that he do is come in the house and sit on that recliner chair see now I know why he was sitting here he did that see I knew his pattern now I know why he came from the car and the first thing he did was sit on that recliner chair he was tired <laughs> I just like you you know if you get a Robert Kraft special you know you tired too you don't want to go you, you don't want to sit down too or go to sleep you come in the house you get in that recliner chair sit down in that recliner chair and he'll go to sleep and then, then he'll get up, he'll go to that kitchen, go to that kitchen, get something to eat, and he had this one place where he sits. He had a pattern. That one place he sit at the top of the front of the table, he'd sit there and eat, and then he'd go back there to his bedroom, his bedroom. That was his pattern. And that's where the big infestation was. The big infestation was in his bed and in his chair, and then we found out it, it wasn't a big infestation in, into the car because in the car, especially down here in Florida, it gets really hot. Now, they're going to die in that car, but the ones that get on his clothes and get carried into the house, those are the ones, you know, that, that, that were starting the infestation inside the house. So the car had them, but the car didn't have them that bad. The car, you can say, pretty much had new ones that he picked up. But, yeah, that was something else, that bed bug experience. And like I tell people all the time, even to this day, I got, I got so much respect for my ex-wife. Yes, I do. I got respect for her.
This woman took care of her daddy until he died. I seen I seen this woman clean this man, clean her daddy, take take his pants off like he was a baby, doo-doo everywhere, peeing on his stuff, cleaned her daddy like he was a big baby and just tears rolling down her eyes. I'm standing there with gloves on and a garbage bag, you know, for her to put the put his sore drawers in and 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 then and, and the wipes and stuff. This what the woman did. And she would just lay there and cry. None of her family folks, none of her family folks, or not the, the preacher, none of them, talk all that old high and mighty stuff. None of them came over there to help that woman. You know, it's just her two daughters. I got high respect for her two daughters, too. My ex-wife, her two daughters, and I did what I can do, but they get all the kudos. I got high respect for them. They took care of their granddaddy, and then she took care of her daddy. I ain't never seen nothing like that. I'm saying to myself, you know, if my mama get to be 90-something years old, can I, can I wipe my mama? Can I take my mama clothes off and clean her? I mean, this is the, the, the girl standing up here, her daddy, standing in front of her, butt-bone naked with his, with, his, with his Peter hanging. This is her daddy, Peter, hanging in her face. And she's crying and cleaning him. Trying to get all them old clothes off him because them bed bugs in them clothes. To get them clothes off so she can put them in the washer to clean his clothes. I got a lot of respect for her. A lot of respect for that lady. Them big bulls ain't nothing to mess around with, I'm telling y'all. Nothing. And let me tell you something. They say in New York City, them big bulls were shutting down buildings. Big high skyscraper buildings. Big bulls were shutting them down. The, the filthy things. And you don't have to be no filthy person. It's just that you got to watch where you go a lot of times. You know, hey, heck, you got to have the clean house of the word. And you go over somebody's house or you, or you go to work and sit in the chair somebody to sit in and they got a bed bug on them. Now that bad boy, he getting on you. It don't take about one bed bug. There's one bed bug in your house. You start an infestation. Sure can. Them little flat belly, blood sucking devils ain't nothing to play with, man. Them little bed bugs. But look, that's not my little story about big bugs, man. Look, I just, I, I was just messing around. I know we've been doing a lot of little talks on IT and computer stuff, and we did little talks on on uh, some social little issues, stuff like that. So I just thought this would be a little light, little something here on these big bugs. All right? But look here, when y'all get a chance, y'all pick up this Don Pepin Garcia Blue cigar. This is a really good stick here. Now, y'all go to y'all local cigar spot first. Do you shop at your local cigar spot first? See if you guys look. Always shop local first. Support your local cigar spot. Then got it. Then you go online to your CIs or your hopes or something like that and buy yourself a humidor. Man, let me tell you something. Now look here. Like I tell y'all all the time in closing, y'all take care of everybody out there. But more importantly, y'all take care of y'all self first. All right now. Hey there, Ken folk. This is Uncle Maduro. Look, if y'all been enjoying these little pie talks here, I'll be giving. They want y'all to consider buying old Uncle Maduro a cigar. You can go right there to my little wave page there and donate. Donate to Uncle Maduro just for the price of one cigar. And man, let me tell you, I keep on doing these little talks here that I be giving. So now that I done harassing y'all like a cigar at the beach, let's get back to the talk. All right now.